You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. When we look at Scripture, it's very clear that the good life has been set before us. It's very clear that God has planned good things for us. The Bible says we know the thoughts, we know what God is thinking about us. It's not thoughts to harm us or to bring evil to us, but it's to give you a future and a hope. God has called us for a specific reason and purpose into this world, and that is to be successful. But many people, when they look at success or successful people, they think it's something that comes from the outside. Somebody must help me to be successful. And very few people realize that success is something that starts on the inside. Amen. Success is not something that starts on the outside, but success is something that starts on the inside. Because you are born again, you are linked to Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. The power working on the inside of you is not an ordinary power, but it is resurrection power. That has lifted you up, raised you up from a position of defeat and failure. And you linked up with God now. That's why you can never suppress people. When they are born again, the spirit of Christ on the inside will always stand up. Say, I know who I am. I know in whose image I'm made. I know with whom I'm supposed to be walking. I know the one who I'm talking to. I know the one who has planned good things for me. God has called each one of us with a purpose here on this earth. And that which he has called you to do involves success. To get to a place of being successful does not mean that you won't face challenges and difficulties. Many people run away when they just face some challenges. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Let me just say this. The way of success from a biblical point of view is the way of obedience. So you have to be obedient to what God has called you to do. Don't ever compare yourself to others that you think are successful. Because you are only successful if you are doing what God has called you to do. If I now want to become an advocate to help people and to say I'm going to become an advocate to help Christians especially that cannot afford an advocate. It can be very good and very noble to do that. And everybody would say look at this wonderful Christian advocate helping so many people. But if God has called me to be a pastor and to preach the gospel to you, I'll stand before God one day and have to give account as a pastor. Not as an advocate. From a worldly point of view, I can be successful as an advocate, but I can miss it before God. If you are supposed to to be a mother at home, to look after a Joseph, or a Daniel, or a Samuel, but now you become a successful businesswoman, but one of them are supposed to become an evangelist, but now because you are not with them and teaching them the things that you should, what will God one day say? 
I once heard a testimony of somebody saying they saw an evangelist preaching, but when they saw him in the spirit, he was in rags. And when the man asked God, why am I seeing this successful evangelist in rags? He said, I never called him to be an evangelist. He is doing what he wants to do. And many people are so gifted, they can do anything. Do what you are supposed to be doing. Amen? Ephesians 2 verse 10. We've become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. There's resurrection power working on the inside of you. God has planned good things for you. Things that you should walk in. When you know what God has called you for, and the purpose and the plan He has for you, you'll walk in that with confidence and become what God has called you to be. Samuel was Samuel because his mother pleaded him from God. Can you imagine how many prayers went into that young Samuel to become the man of God he is? At a young age, God started talking to him. Samuel, Samuel. And he would run to the man of God. Are you calling me? He said, no, I'm not calling you. Go back. God started talking to him again. Something we can learn from this. God will always talk to you, speak to you in a familiar voice. I'm teaching you something here. God will speak to you in a familiar voice. God came to me and spoke like thunder and lightning out of heaven. No. God speaks to you in a familiar voice. Speaks in your heart here. Your conscience. Amen. We live in a society where people focus on so many wrong things. Even when God speaks to you, it must line up with the word of God. Everything you do, view it in the light of God's word. Then, when you know God has planned good things for you, you know God has only planned success for you, you can walk in that with boldness. A matter of fact, success comes through your boldness. Knowing what God has called you to do and standing firm and not doubting in it. The one day saying, I know God's going to do it for me. And the next day you say, I'm not sure if God is going to do it for me. We are daily faced with challenges. We know what God has planned for us and we know what the devil has planned for us. And these things are thrown at us the whole time. Decisions that you have to make every day. Many people should have been where God wanted them to be already. But because they're not obedient to what God has told them to do, they've never walked in that. Success starts with boldness. So if you know what God has called you to do, His plans and His purposes, there'll be a new confidence in your heart, knowing what God has planned for you. Joseph, when he was in the pit, he said, I know where I belong, I belong in the palace. There was a boldness, there was a confidence in his heart. God has planned good things for you. And I'm going to show you the way. If you really believe it in your heart, start to confess it. The real question is, are you a child of God? Are you truly born again? Because when you are linked up with God, defeat and failure are things of the past. You're now walking with God. 
Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God will see you through that and you're on the way to success. But if you don't have that confidence, as soon as you see the shadow, thinking, what did I do wrong? And your heart starts to condemn you. And you want to run away and you start doubting. Instead of saying, God, I know you will see me through. Turn with me to 2 Timothy 1. The question is, who is a Christian? Who is a child of God? Who is born again? This is the real question. In the church right now, this is the one thing that will become evident. Who are true children of God and who are just confessing it outwardly with their mouths? 2 Timothy 1 verse 9. He gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. Turn to your neighbor and say you have a holy calling on your life. It's not an ordinary calling. It's a holy calling. It means it involves God. And it wasn't because of any good we have done. But by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus. Even before time began. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is mingled into one spirit with him. The question is, are you mingled with Christ? Are you one with God? If you are one with God, whatever challenge you are facing right now, whatever you are going through, can it stand the test of time? What do I mean when I say the test of time? I'm talking about relationship. Are you in a relationship with God? Even in your most difficult time, do you believe God is God? That's the question we should ask ourselves. We should have that boldness and that confidence. Even when Jesus says we're going to the other side, and he puts his head on the pillow to sleep. And you think, seemingly it looks like Jesus is asleep. But he's giving you that word. You know he'll take you to the other side. You'll have confidence. You'll have boldness. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let's read it. Daniel 3. Let's go to Daniel 3. Daniel 3 verse 8. Therefore at the time, certain... Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and psalmetry, in sympathy with all the kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the God image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your God or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, that, so they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods? Or worship the gold image which I've set up. Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, 
and the psalmetry in symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. They were confident in their God. They said with boldness, whether our God delivers us or not, he is our deliverer. We're not changing our confession. Today, many Christians compromise. When they come to church, they say, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, you are good. But as soon as they leave here, Jesus, be accursed. It's time to make a decision whether you want to serve God or not. With boldness, believe in the success that God has planned for you, whether you are facing a fiery furnace or not. Many good intention people would have said to them, you know what, just bow your knee outwardly, but in your heart, don't do it. Just go to the party there where everybody's getting drunk. But you just go there and uh, you don't get drunk. Hello. Am I talking to the right people here? And Christians today compromise. So don't remember, if you, if you now just think nicely, if you don't bow the knee, you're not going to be in the kingdom anymore. And you won't have influence there to say and minister to the people people come from a natural point of view and want to reason about these things but they made a decision with confidence with boldness they confessed and they said our god is our deliverer whether he delivers us or not christianity is called the great confession what are you confessing here on a sunday and what are you confessing monday to saturday because they should be the same but what many Christians do here on a Sunday and what they do from a Monday to a Saturday is different. That's many times why your children don't want to serve God. Because when you come to church, you say, I love you, my brother. I bless you, my brother. But when you go home, you're not loving anybody. You're swearing and you're cursing and you're beating up everybody. In Jesus' name, Nochal. God looks at our heart. Christianity is about consistency. Let me show you here. Just go to chapter 6. All the challenges that the people face in the book of Daniel. Daniel 6 verse 16. So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. This is one of the greatest challenges for any Christian today. The God whom you serve continually, not occasionally, but continually. When you as a Christian serve God continually, even the world will acknowledge that you're serving God continually. But many Christians today, on a Sunday, they're very holy, they have communion. 
but Monday to Saturday, it's a whole bottle. It's time to say no to these things. Christianity is not the art of seeing how close I can live to sin without sinning. It's not about seeing how use I, I can get to darkness. But it's to walk in the light. Jesus, the one day said about Peter, this is the rock and I will build my church upon this rock. Was his confession, his declaration, the success that he had planned for him. But later on, what did he have to say? Peter, by tomorrow you'll deny me three times. The one minute we the rock that want to do a lot of things for God and stand firm and say, God, do something. But very soon, we deny Jesus. Christianity is about consistency. What if Christ's love was not consistent towards us? The one day he says, I'll forgive you. The next day, mm, let me think about it. The next day, mm, no, I'm just going to wait for two weeks and then I'll let you know. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. This is what it's about. The fruits of the Spirit being consistent in your life. The one minute we behave like the devil, the next minute we behave like Jesus. The question is, are you born again? Are you linked up with Christ? Yes, when we are linked up with Christ, all things have become new, but you have to start to renew your mind. When you allow the word of God to come into your heart, by its very nature, it will change you. But when you don't receive the word of God with meekness into your heart and you reject it, Christ will never force himself upon you. You're a free moral agent to make those decisions yourself. You can ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can ask Daniel. You can ask Joseph. Successful people don't just float to the top. It takes a lot of energy and effort. Takes a lot of discipline. Takes a lot of character. Focused action. If Christ lost focus, we would not be here today. Because focus was not lost. Salvation has become our portion. Focused action. You know, it's this confession of ours that challenges the world. It challenges people to say, you know what? I want what they want. How can this person confess and say these things? God is my deliverer, whether he delivers me or not. And they can see you believe it with all your heart. They start to see it's about Christ and you're holding on to your confession. You know, you get three kinds of people in this world. You get people that make it happen. People that just look and see what's happening. And those that wonder what happened. <laughs> I thank God from a young age, my dad always used to tell me, don't wait for things to happen, make it happen. Don't wait for things to happen, make it happen. 
people that make things happen it doesn't mean you don't face challenges but even when you go through challenges you know you cannot determine what you're going to go through but you can decide how you're going to go through it if there's resistance you go on if there's a roadblock here you say okay lord do i jump over this or do i run through it or do i go around it you know you have a part to play in your future Many people's dreams are destroyed upon the rocks of disobedience. God has told them to do something and now they do the opposite. People that make it happen, they walk with God. They hear what God is saying and they get God's opinion about their situation. Look at Galatians 6 verse 4. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence. Whatever you do, do it with excellence. Excellence doesn't mean I have a lot of money. You can have no money and still have excellence. Somebody can have one pair of clothes, but it's neat and it's clean and it's ironed, and he has excellence. Because excellence is a spirit that comes from the inside. The Bible says Daniel had a more excellent spirit than all of those that were around him. Somebody can have an Armani suit on with a 3,000 rand tie and have no excellence. That's why even here in the school hall, we demonstrate excellence. We polish the floors every Saturday. We wash and clean the toilets every Saturday. Clean the classrooms every Saturday. Because this might be the only opportunity where people will walk in and experience dignity. Excellence has got nothing to do with where you find yourself. Because we have excellence here, we'll have excellence in our new building. And many people will say, oh, you one day my building will also be clean and also be nice. Just give me a new building, then my building can... No. Even if we give you a new building, you won't keep it clean. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence. And their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves and not being affirmed by others. If you know what God has called you to do, hold on to your confession. Ask yourself, has my confession been changing the world? Or is the world changing my confession? Did you hear what I said? Is your confession changing the world? Or is the world changing your confession? When things are going great, you say, Jesus is Lord. When things are tough, you say, Jesus be accursed. Or can you say Jesus is Lord the whole time and you hold on to you? When that confession is there the whole time that Jesus is Lord, it changes the world. And people say, I want what this person has got. How can they be positive when there's so much things coming against them? How can this person be positive when we say we're going to throw you into the fiery furnace? How can this person still say thank you Jesus when we say we're going to throw you into the lion's den? When you make that kind of a decision, you say, God, I'm going to serve you no matter what. Many Christians today will compromise and say, oh, I'm just quickly going to bow the knee. Later on, Jesus, I'll say sorry. Just quickly going to acknowledge what the king wants because I don't want the lions to bite me. But when you've made a decision to serve God, whatever the consequences, you stick to it. Because we are people that make things happen. We are history shapers, destiny makers. 
we know what God has called us to do and we're going to hold on to that. doesn't matter what gets thrown at us. The prophet T.B. Joshua says, a man of faith is not satisfied with the world, but there's much more. He lives beyond it. It's not what the world can offer us. Some of us have become so used to the world. We're so used to darkness now. That when we experience light, it's, oh, wow. Christianity is living in the light with moments of darkness. But light is the thing that's constant. People in the world, they live in darkness with moments of light. And when they have that moment of light, you look, you say, oh, why is God doing that for that person? He's not even serving God. And you're comparing yourself to another person. But in your own life, you'll see light is the thing that's constant. But don't get so used to darkness. It's not our call as Christians to see how close we can live to sin without sinning. It's not Christianity. The question is, are you born again? So people that make things happen, they know they're not in control of what their situation, but they're in control of their attitude. They know whatever they are going through, God is in control of their lives and God will see them through. Amen? God has got their best at heart. Amen. Then there are those that watch things happen. What are those? Those are copycats. They listen to people, people's good intentions. They oftentimes people that are really spiritually immature. They're very emotional. They're led by their emotions and their feelings. Reasoning. Amen. Make a firm decision and believe what God has said. Amen. In the last, those that wonder what happened. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not one of those. <laughs> People always wonder what happened. They're always blaming everybody for their situation. See what happened to me now again is because this and this one did that. My situation and circumstances is because of this and that. And they don't realize they are the authors of their own fate. You can change your future today by starting to plant the right kinds of seed. And you're not a victim. In Christ Jesus, you're victorious. And as soon as you linked up with God, God will show you the way out of it. Amen? And you make things happen. Not wonder what happened. We are here to let our lights shine. We are not here to get used to darkness. We are here to let our lights shine. We are not here to get used to darkness. In every situation, walk in righteousness. Plant righteous seeds in every situation. Even when people throw unrighteousness at you, walk in righteousness. Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, listen to me. Our God is not giving you a spirit of timidity. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. But he's giving you a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. So even in a difficult situation, you can be calm. Because the spirit that God has given you is not one of timidity. In whatever situation you find yourself, you can stand up with confidence and boldness. And know and declare who your God is. Not back off. 
in our situations that we find ourselves, challenges coming against us. A David facing a Goliath was as dangerous as Esther appearing before the king. Both of them could have died if God did not assist and help them. But David said, he held on to his confession. He says, giant, you might want to kill me. Remember, the giant had a confession. The giant was declaring things over David. Your giant is declaring things over you. And that's not to help you. I'll be your giant. I will protect you. No, the giant is coming and saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air. But David kept his peace. God had not given him a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He knew that he was linked up with God, that he was positioned in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus, where the giant, although in the nature he was bigger than him, found himself in the realm of defeat and failure. David could say to him, you have not come against me. I'm giving you my version. I might be small, but I'm made in my God's image. I'm made in my God's likeness. My God lives on the inside of me and he has planned good things for me. He has said success is my portion. So I want to tell you, giant, you've not come against me. You've come against my God. I am the one who's going to kill you today. You might have come with a big sword and a shield. And I maybe only have five little stones with me. But this is enough for my God to give me the victory. I'm holding on to my confession. You are the one who's going to die. I am the one who's going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air. You're not going to kill me. You're not going to destroy my life. And God gave him victory. Because he had confidence, he had boldness. His confession gave him possession. His confession, what God had placed on the inside of his heart, helped him to carry that heavy load, to have that victory. From a natural point of view, he had no chance. But from that position in Christ Jesus, he had boldness. He said, no. Esther, if she appeared before that king, she could have died. But she went in there with her God. And the king said, what did he have to do? He had to take the golden scepter and say, here's the golden scepter, what do you want? If God has given you an instruction that you can enter into the palace now, you can know, you can wait for the golden scepter to be pointed to you. Where you find yourself in the marketplace where you've been holding on to your confession, expect the golden scepter to be pointed to you. And then, When that golden scepter is pointed at you, don't be timid. When the golden scepter is pointed to you, you can make your demands. You've been faithful. You've held to your confession. I want to talk to you. And you see that golden scepter. What do you want? So what I want is, I want a 30% increase. I want my cell phone allowance to go up. I want a new company car. I want my petrol allowance to go up. And I want my leave to be extended with another seven days per annum. You'll know when they say, we've been helping all these other people, but you've been honest and working hard. We know you've been working as a subcontractor, but now we're going to make you the head contractor. We're giving the contract to you. When that happens, remember to honor your God. 
still hold on to your confession where you were before when things were coming against you now that the blessing comes still declare that jesus is good that jesus is lord and honor him in everything amen, amen? do you hear what i'm saying hold on to your confession don't be arrogant don't annoy people amen in humility and sincerity of heart with boldness hold on to your confession people will see it in your lives it will change your life family i want to close with this be constant in being a christian as the king said to daniel the god whom you serve continually will help you it's a challenge to all christians but when you serve god continually this king that was not even a christian was the one praying and fasting for daniel <laughs> when you live a constant life for christ even your enemies those that don't serve god will be the ones interceding for you intervening for you saying you know what we want to use this daniel because he is constant in loving god in serving god would be the one praying and fasting for you you don't even have to phone a brother amen can have that confidence that boldness that god has planned good things for you and you can walk in that success say with confidence i want to hear you say you challenge, you challenge. i'm walking with the lord you challenge. you challenge i'm a child of god, child of god. I, will I will not because of you change my confession change my, confession. Change my, direction. Change my direction but i'm walking with the lord i'm, I'm linked up with god, up with god. Defeat, and defeat and failure of things of the past, of the past. these things coming against me the temptations of this world whatever you are the answer is no the answer is no the answer is no i'm saying yes to jesus i'm linked up with god defeat and failure are things of the past i'm saved jesus is my savior i'm healed jesus is my healer i'm redeemed Jesus is my Redeemer. O Holy Spirit, be Lord of my soul. I love you, Lord. I adore you, Lord. Enlighten me, O Lord. Be my comforter, Lord. Teach me in what I should do. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. Take me, Lord, from where I am to where you want me to be help me oh lord that everything about me will be everything about you uproot everything that's not of you and plant everything that's of you help me oh holy spirit give me the kind of faith that god needs to meet all my needs I look towards the cross where the price was paid and I say thank you Jesus for my good future for my good destiny for my good success in Christ Jesus
Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.